Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Copyright Podcast. It's been a it's been a while. We haven't been there recently, but we're back again to have a little chat about the uh, preseason games. So there's only been two so far. I'm Mick and I'm joined by Jay. Jay, it's nice to have you back, lad. I want to give you a big virtual hug, mate. I feel like I've not seen you for ages. <laughs> yeah, it's it feels like I'd love to know the lap the date me and you last on one. It must have been. It's getting on for a year, isn't it? It must be. Oh, oh, God, must be, must be, yeah. I'm sure some of our loyal fans will know when it was and they'll dig it out and put it in the comments for us. Definitely, definitely. I mean, that's <laughs> part. My, that's like definitely part of my fault for spending all my time doing that bloody film, but at least I get to see you every day because you're staring at me every day. So that's, that's exactly. been, one, been one thing every day. So, I've, uh, yeah, I've been putting all my efforts into that and getting that out. So, uh, yeah, my, my apologies for sort of leaving you in the lurch, mate. But also as well, it's, it, do you know what? I was I was saying this through the day to Tom, and I was going like, every since January, it's been like a game every like three days, and it's just been fucking relentless and relentless of even just fucking following Liverpool and watching them, and you know fucking Wembley trips and away trips. It's just been like I was glad of the break. I really was. Do you know what I mean? It's like didn't have enough hours in the day to do your normal job plus the podcast and then follow the Reds everywhere. And it was like, oh my God. And I, I think as well, I think we both got a little bit burnt out, didn't we? After the COVID year and three shows a day and it was fucking depressing. And then we don't do anything and the Reds are fucking brilliant. It's bad, isn't it? Yeah, it was one of them. Yeah, I totally agree. It was like, oh, we've lost fucking 2-0 to Fulham. Should we do a show? Yeah, we'll feel better. And then last year, obviously, we've done... Wonders, but it's one of them. Like when people ask you to go on their show, it's easier because you can just jump on and you yeah. can just talk and you don't have to worry about anything like the social media stuff, the video editing, which you do yeah. so well, and thumbnail. It's all little stuff that the accumulation is just like it can tire out. But anyway, well, let's yeah. get into the fun, Jay, because we're talking about our lives here, and I'm sure people don't want to know about that. Uh, too much at this moment in time but I'm just wanted to jump straight into obviously we played United and we played Crystal Palace I just wanted to briefly skate over the United stuff obviously we lost 4-0 which is yeah. 
it's not ideal in terms of results, but it's one of them. Like we played three different teams, like three different teams got thirty minutes. What were you? What were your thoughts on that? It's just all about fitness, isn't it? At that at that stage. Yeah, that was my first thought, mate. It was just legs, getting them legs going, getting the fitness back. I mean, I, I know there's been like, it feels like there hasn't been a bit of a break, but I'm sure like the lads have had a break in terms of being on Aldi and stuff like that. You know, there hasn't been any tournaments. So it's just about getting fitness and getting back in the game. And I think the way the season ended, everybody needed that sort of shut-off period and that break of like, right, I just want to forget about football for, for a bit because it did end in, a, you know, quite a big disappointment on both fronts. So yeah, get your head back in the game and stuff like that. And listen, I take no things about getting beat 4-0 by Man United in a preseason game. Couldn't give a shit. They played three different teams, like you said. Every half an hour we were changing. So, quite frankly, you can look at it on paper that, oh, yeah, they won. And then they won, they, they won that big Tracy Island, didn't they? Uh, that, that bloody <laughs> big trophy, that big Tracy Island made out of paper mache. So, let them have it. It's fine. Um, Giving them a bit of an ego boost, it's fine. But once, once we get into the real deal, mate, when we play them at Anfield Old Trafford, Let's just see what happens then. But yeah, mate, all about fitness, all about the legs. And uh, it was good to see three different teams get fielded. Yeah, and I think it's just, it's one of them where you should probably stay off social media during pre-season. And I tend to do that for the most, most part. But then there's a part of me that just goes on like later in the night. And like, <laughs> so I'll have a look what people are saying. And it's the worst thing you can do. It's literally the worst thing. Because obviously you've got United fans saying, oh, we've won a trophy. Our trophy drops yeah. ended. And you're like, I can't tell if you're taking the piss or you just are not bad or both. You know what I mean? It's just one of them. But like, you just got a fucking, it's a pre-season game. They started the pretty much the first strength, full strength team um, against, we had Mabaya right back and uh, it was Chambers left back, both what, 16, 16, 17. So it's just one of them. Like it was a bad result, but everyone got legs, uh, got um, got some minute in the legs and that's all that matters at that, at that point in time. So we moved on from that one, obviously. And then we went into the Palace game, which was a much better performance, wasn't it? Obviously we, we fielded a lot, a much stronger team, uh, goals by Hendo and by Salah. What were your, uh, what were your thoughts on, on that game? Um, yeah, really, really pleased overall because I think we needed a sort of response to what happened against Man United. Um, so I, I think going off that, I was much more pleased with the 2-0 win. Again, against the Premier League team, you know, I've, years ago I used to be really annoyed that we were playing Premier League teams in pre-season because um, I think you don't get, I thought you'd save it, you don't, you don't want to throw too much at them, you don't want to give yourself away a little bit. Um, but I like it now because you are sort of giving yourself that extra bit of test and you are going to be playing those players again. So it's good to do that. But yeah, really good to see uh, a, better, a better lineup um, in terms of more strength, you know, not as many subs um, during the game. And yeah, a, a decent little result to be fair. Yeah, and obviously the the goal by Hendo early on was a nice little finish, good little cutback by um, Harvey Elliott and then Salah gets a goal. Uh, just after the second half, but obviously Nunes, I think Nunes comes on at halftime as well, and so does uh, Carvalho. And I mean, we've just been talking about social media, but I just, we've got to bring it up. Obviously, the Nunes stuff where he's missing chances or he's missing chances in training, and um, Twitter just goes crazy. What are your thoughts on all that stuff? It's absolutely balmy, isn't it? It's bollocks, mate. It's fucking bollocks. It's fucking bollocks, blood. Um, yeah, I do. I think it's absolute bullshit. I just think there's no need for it. There's no need for it. And again, if if Twitter and that was around the way it is today, when Torres was 
um, playing in his first game. You know, that compilation resurfaced again from Satanta Sports. Really, really interesting because he wasn't very good in his first couple of pre-season games. He missed a penalty against Portsmouth for the Premier League Asia Cup. Um, and everyone was like, oh, my God. You know, and it was like, yeah, whatever. He gave the two fingers up to everybody that season and for the rest, well, saw the rest of his Liverpool career anyway. Um, so you take nothing from it. This poor lad is still 22, 23, however old he is. He is playing in a team where he doesn't speak the language. He's got your boyfriend um, translating for him, isn't he? You know what I mean? So, like, you can't get on his back for 60 minutes of football. It's like I said, I put a tweet on it and I say, like, if you started a new job, and after an hour, your boss, your clients, your customers, your colleagues turn around saying, you're shit, we don't like you, get out. You'd be taken to a tribunal. You'd be like, fucking, you're sacking me after an hour, you must be joking. This is exactly the same situation. It's, it's bollocks and it's so unfair, but that is the world we live in right now because as soon as a rival fan makes a three-minute compilation of him missing chances or having a missed touch, all of a sudden he's shit. And, yeah, it's, it's just bollocks, mate. And fair play to him for doing the... Uh, resilient tweet. Now, whether he's aiming that at the sort of minority Liverpool fans or the rivals, whatever, it is just shush and just watching when the, the the season starts. Yeah, I hope it's to both, really, because obviously the, the rival fans are bound to do it, because why wouldn't they? Especially United fans, because they were apparently close to signing them, so they've got a reason to do it, but there's like Chelsea yeah. fans and whatever, And then, but then I saw Liverpool fans, and I don't know if they actually are Liverpool fans, but I saw some so-called Reds saying, oh, I'm worried that this transfer isn't going to um, hit the mark, or whatever. It's like, you can be worried without being that dramatic, do you know what I mean? Like, you can, yeah. be, we can, you can be worried about every transfer, but you've just got to look at the track record of Jürgen Klopp. We, we we don't spend over the odds if it's not going to work out. And it might not work True. out, it might not, but you've just got to think percentages and how good he was last year for Benfica performing the, the goals he scored against us in, the, in, in those games. And I know you can't judge him purely off that, but he's got incredible finishing abilities. And I think once he starts to get used to everyone, because I think even in the Palace game, there's a few balls from Trent where it was just behind him or it was the slightly different direction. And once that gets on points, we'll start seeing him shine won't we yeah definitely mate and again if people are judging Nunes after 60 minutes and they clearly didn't watch him in the two games against us he was brilliant you know he banged in a hat-trick at Anfield and two of them were disallowed you know it's you've got to look at certain things that he put himself in the window in, the, in that game and we all thought he was a brilliant player and that's where his transfer value went up for me for his performances last year and especially against us I, you know, and it just it, it, it begs belief. It, it really, really does. And you know, you, you it seems like you can't have an off game these days. You really can't. Well, it's what you said before, mate. Jurgen and the team very rarely miss on a transfer, um, unless it's you know very, very strange circumstances. So I'm I'm really confident this lad will crack on. And the thing is, as well, what a lot of people forget is Nunes is a is a different sort of striker in, in this Klopp era, um, and one that will have to either we have to adapt to it, the way he plays football or he adapts to our game. And it'll be very interesting to see because I firmly believe if, you know, if you have like a proper number nine in that Champions League final, I think it comes out maybe a different different outcome. Um, and maybe when there has been games we've been trying to nick that goal, he, he, you know, that type of player does get it. So it's exciting to see, mate, because everyone said that this clock team needs to evolve at some point and, it, you know, it, it will collapse and you'll need to do a rebuild and stuff. Listen, we've only lost Mane at the end of the day. The, the rest of that 10 is still there. And he's just got to fit in, and he will. It'll come, mate. It really will. 
Yeah, and I think the the interesting thing is, well, obviously Sadio Mane coming as a right winger goes to the left wing and then goes to centre forward, and from what January onwards this this calendar year he was absolutely tremendous. So it's one of them. Like when Mane first started getting put in that centre forward role, there was kind of like, oh, his first touches and great. Mm. Oh, is he going to be able to adapt again from a winger role to a winger role back to a to to a central role? And it's like Jurgen Klopp's a mastermind of these type of things, like to identify a player and then obviously give them some time, like he has done in the past with Robertson and um, Fabinho. Yeah. So don't be surprised if he's maybe not in the team for for the for a while, maybe as he maybe adjusts a little bit. You might see Bobby a little bit more, and I thought you might we might see Jota a little bit more. And this is what I wanted to get onto a little bit because Klopp confirmed, I think it was last week that he'll that Diogo Jota will miss the Community Shield next Saturday. Um, so you, you probably imagine he'll miss the Fulham game as well, which is only a week later on the following Saturday. Do you think that might put a? I mean, I don't think it will, but you reckon that adds a little bit more pressure because there's a little bit less strength and depth in that nine role for us. Oh yeah, I would say so, mate. Especially with like losing Origi and Minamino as well. So from a body count, hundred percent. But I still think that you've got enough in terms of trying to switch it around because there might be a case for, you know, for Bob. I mean, did you say Bobby's okay? Yeah, yeah, Bobby's fine, I think. So so Bobby's fine. So that there's the, the straight replacement there for, for Jota in terms of the pecking on for now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but there's other things that could do because Salah's played there a couple of times. All right, that hasn't always been the best. So you could bring sort of Harvey Elliott on the right-hand side or Carvalho on one of the sides and stuff like that. So... We've got options, mate. We really have. So it, it's not going to worry me too much, although I love Diogo Jota and, I, you know, of course, we want him fit and, you know, wish him all the best and for a speedy recovery. Like, the OPA is fit for the first game of the season and there's no issues, no dramas. But, yeah, it, does, it doesn't worry me at all, mate. I still think we'll be all right. Yeah, because he's one of them, Jota, that I think he went under, obviously, the rival of Diaz in January. Just absolutely fucking smashed it, didn't he? He was just amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Jota kind of, I don't know if he maybe lost a little bit of confidence or we were kind of Possibly. comparing them to what Diaz did because Diaz was mm. like taking people on and exciting and whatever. Yeah. And Jota was maybe playing games, not playing too well, but he'd score. It's like, well, yeah. if you're number nine, that's literally the biggest cliche ever. If your number nine doesn't play well, but then scores at the end. That's like, yeah. that's what you want in it. So 100%. he's got a big season this season as well, hasn't he? And um Another one that obviously we've we've talked about. You just touched on Harvey Elliott. Another player we've brought in is uh, Fabio Carvalho. What are you What are your thoughts on his? He's the only. He's, he obviously not played too much. He played. I think he played the second half of the Palace game on the first thirty of the United game. I think so. He's had what seventy odd minutes, the same as Nunes, but looks quite tardy, doesn't he? Looks like it looks like he's going to slot in quite well. Does indeed, mate. He's unlucky to not score twice as well. Um, but I love the way he has the, the Diaz movement where he'll have it on his left foot and he'll cut inside on his right and sort of try and bend one. Um, and, you know, if it wasn't David Hay, it's a goal. So, yeah, really excited by that type of player as well. And, and again, going back to the Nunes comparison of like, I saw someone on Twitter saying, oh, well, you know, I've not seen much from, from Darwin Nunes, but Carvalho's coming and he's slotted. He's been brilliant. So I'm like, yeah, he's English. It's easy to slot in when you're English and you speak the language. Surprising that, isn't it? You know, if I go to Germany and sit in a restaurant, I'm screwed because I can't speak German. You know, it's it's exactly the same situation. So I just don't understand it. I mean, oh, we speak the language of football. Yeah, all right, but you still need to communicate on the bloody football pitch. Well, I think that Carvalho is going to be 
a fantastic option. And we've got two of the most exciting youngsters in, in English football, but world football as well. So I, I cannot wait and I won't care one bit. As soon as that starting lineup happens, and if he's in that starting lineup against Fulham on that first game at Creative and Cottage, don't care. I, I would fucking love it. I need to lap it up as well to be fair because he seems that type of confident kid. So yeah, I'm loving. What about you? Yeah, I think same. I think he's he's in there like Harvey Elliott more than we seen was at the beginning of the last season where he Harvey Elliott gets thrown against Burnley, didn't he? Yeah. Anfield, and we were. I was like, I think I went. I went that game, and I looked at the team sheet. And I was like, "Fucking hell, he's he's throwing Harvey Elliott into the starting eleven. It's just, it's things like that that this is the reason why these players come to Liverpool because there's a clear yeah. pathway, and that's why obviously we all wanted another midfielder, ideally in terms of like maybe another defensive midfielder. Uh, but I think Klopp kind of brushed that aside by saying, "Well, we've got Jones, we've got Carvalho, we've got Elliott." If you bring in another midfielder, you kind of you block on the path for these type of players, which you can understand to a degree because if Harvey Elliott does well, if Carvalho does well, and if Jones steps up a little bit as well, or steps up quite a bit in terms of maybe consistency, then there's three yeah. really talented young players there that we can that they're the future in a way. So we just they need are. To, they are not going to get better without not playing, are they? So that's the thing. No, that's true, mate. It's true. But also as well, from a, from a young mindset as well, you're going to make mistakes, aren't you, that you're not used to. Um, and it, it can have an effect on you where it might need, well, we need to take him out for a couple of weeks and you do need that extra body who is going, who's more established and stuff. So I do get it from that point of view where it's a case of, obviously everyone wants Jude Bellingham in this summer. It's probably more likely going to happen next summer. But I still thought we might have brought in an extra you know, first team of a midfield player, you know what I mean? Because there's obviously all the talk of the rotation and everything. And, you know, there are a few players that are um, pushing the age barrier at the minute. So we do need to, to do something. So, but yeah, you are absolutely right, mate. The um, the, the, the future's bright. Um, so I, I'm, I'm quite happy with that. You know, the future's bright, the future's orange, um, as that old <laughs> slogan went. But uh, yeah, age, absolutely. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so I'm, I'm happy. Either way, mate. It's exciting, isn't it? I love seeing exciting young players. And if Arvielli can hit the ground running like he did last season and Carvalho can replicate that, mate, then fucking hell. Can't wait. Can't wait. Bring it on. Yeah, it's a proper exciting. I like it. Like you said, it's seasons like what, 30? Is it 30 odd days away or something like that? Might be less. I was counting at one stage and I was getting to like, <laughs> like early 30s. So I can't be asked anymore. I really can't. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so obviously played two. Won one, lost one, unfortunately. But um, we've got Leipzig on Thursday. Thursday night, 6.15 UK time. Um, I mean, I was going to ask you like, thoughts going into that one, but it's it's kind of one of them. And it? like, it's going to be probably maybe a mixture of youth and experience first half and, and the same again second half, isn't it? And obviously getting try and get Nunes a goal to kind of maybe alleviate some of the, the pressure yeah. that maybe he's creating himself, like you said, with the tweet that he put up. Um, maybe he's got, he's obviously got high standards for himself, so maybe if he gets a goal in that game, obviously see Carvalho a little bit more and just kind of get everyone gelled together, like Mo Salah and that, that Mo Salah and Trent in that Palace game. We're just oh, looking. Mate. The link-up play was just like... Absolutely perfect. So we want more of that, don't we, Thursday night? Oh, yeah. Give me some more of that. I mean, that loveliness that we see, the longer pre-season goes on, the more we'll start to see what Klopp is thinking in terms of his formation, the style of play and the 11 that he wants to play. So that's that's always good to see these games because you sort of get a 
a feel for it of what he's planning on doing. But you're absolutely right about Nunes, mate. Once he gets that first goal, whether it's pre-season or not, um, I, th- I think he'll just the boost the confidence will, will happen. But, you know, the, the team needs to adapt the way he plays and the runs that he makes as well. So this, this is what these games are about. Let's start doing it now before you don't want to go into the season and not knowing what you're doing. It takes like six to eight weeks of games and all of a sudden you're not fighting for the title anymore. You are going to be fighting for a fourth spot. So you need to do it now, mate, while it, while it can. So, you know, people just need to don't lose their heads at these preseason games. But, I, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. You said before about showing our age. Mate, do you remember back in the day where the only way you could see a preseason result was in the newspaper, yeah? Or if you're on holiday abroad, some dodgy channel abroad had it, and it was very rare that you got to see preseason. You didn't get to see the training camps. You didn't get to see the, the anything like that. Everything is all on YouTube now, and it's all access, and the, the, the lads can't have a shit without it being shown, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's a shame, really, because that sort of behind-closed-door stuff for preseason is gone now. And everything's scrutinised and it's really, really unfair. And it's unfair for the fan base to judge every kick of the ball like that. They have a right to, of course they do. They have Everyone has the, has the right to an opinion. But just take a minute of the situation in the environment and, and, and what the club's trying to do because, uh, it, it, you know, the balance doesn't, doesn't matter. When the Premier League starts, it fucking happens then. Fucking criticise why I haven't. Yeah, like you said, it's in a way that that's what we want. We want the game to be more accessible, but for games that matter, like these games, like yeah. you said, you can like anyone can miss like an an open goal or like do yeah. something horrendous. Like Nunes has travelled across the across the across the earth. Um, I mean, yeah, I think he had like quite bad blisters, and I don't want to make more more excuses for him, but he was struggling with blisters on his feet, and he's like you said, doesn't mm. speak the language. Thiago's translating for him. And he's played what sixty minutes, so it's just one of them. And I, I was having a little look actually because I was trying to make a point, and I was looking at like the likes of Voronin, and Voronin scored. I think he scored six goals in his three preseasons yeah. at Liverpool, and he scored six goals in all competitions in the games that matters. So he was a one that he could show it in preseason, and that was the the time for him because maybe everyone else wasn't as fit, or maybe he yeah. was just good at getting himself fitter quicker than most people. And he can bag goals, whereas some people maybe take a little bit longer. So just having that little bit of patience. And like you said, we shouldn't even really be talking about I'd, I'd like not to be talking about this, but I suppose because yeah. it's, so, it's so prevalent now on social media and stuff, it's it's worth just kind of talking about to make yourself feel a little bit a little bit more yeah. sane. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, mate. It does. And again, it's if it takes people on podcasts like this to just say, listen, just don't worry about it. and But people will still worry about it. And still try and curse him if he doesn't score on Thursday as well. So, but it it'll, won't bother me unless we get into like two months of the season and it's just not showing. Then I'll start getting worried a little bit because this thing is, it's like all about Nunes and Haaland. And fucking most Salah's going to outscore them all anyway. So that's, that's what people need to forget. We've still got Salah and Diaz and stuff like that. So, you know, the, 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 the options are there. The options are there. I'm not panicking going into the season. No, definitely not. It's gonna be um interesting, like Fulham away. It's gonna be it's gonna like I said, the community shields like next Saturday and then the Fulham games mm. the Saturday after that. So it'll be they'll both be upon us before before we know. But uh Jay will leave it there. Nice nice little short one to um ease our way back in. Uh nice one for, for jumping on. This we usually do a, a live stream, but this is obviously a pre recorded one. So um if you if you did like the video, please do give it a like and subscribe we're trying to hit 1.5k before 
the start of the season. I know that's getting closer. We're on 1.3, but if you wouldn't mind just dropping a little subscribe on the video to get us to 1.5, that'll be boss. Absolutely, um, because the more the more people subscribe, right, the more I'll do stuff James like this. For you. I have, to be fair. So go on, Mick. <laughs> There you go, Sammy Ipia, Copite Origins. Have you have yeah. we got have we got a date, Jay, or are we just going to tease them even more? Just going to tease them a bit more, mate, because there's a few tweaks I need to make towards it. Um, but it definitely will be out um, before the end of the month. So that's that, that's the best that's the best I can do right now before the end of the month. And Sammy shared it on his Instagram stories within like what ten minutes. So Sammy's excited. So why is Sammy's excited? Exactly, exactly. I enjoy putting this one together, you know. Um, it's it, it's mad. I mean, we, we've all we've grown up with Sammy Ippy, didn't we, stuff like that. So, but there's a lot of people that probably don't know the full story um, of, you know, the, the, the trial he had at a Premier League club before he joined Liverpool. So um, there's a few little nice little tidbits in there. And uh, yeah, so it's, uh, it's good. But yeah, it won't be a 40-minute one like Robbie Fowler, you know, because... Uh, We've got a bit of a shorter career, so I'm thinking around about 20, 25 minute mark. And uh, yeah, nice little bit of extra content for us. So yeah. And then if you subscribe to the channel and we get up to 1.5, you never know, I might do another one. Probably will. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, and if you haven't checked out the trailer, which is class, go and, go and click on that. It should be, it's one of our most recent ones, so you should be able to find yeah. it if you have a little search through the videos. But uh, yeah, nice one, Jay, for jumping on. Nice one, everyone, for uh, watching. And we'll uh, yeah, see you next time. Up the Reds. Sports Social Podcast Network.